From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 18 in National Football League. Luke's in Charleston. I'm in Jersey. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. DeMar Hamlin is tweeting. Did yep. not think I'd be saying that sentence Monday night. True. And uh, I saw one of the photos, a screenshot with him with a big smile on his face. So not only tweeting and everything, but I mean, he seems to be... All things considered, doing great, which is obviously great news. Uh, great to see. It's um, it, 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 w- I I never played it, and it's the best gift that I was ever given, right? And um, and. I never saw the ugly side. Um, there is an ugly side to football. What kind of went into your head? Um, um, yesterday. Or, or uh, Monday night, you know? Because yeah. there is this ugly side that, that we don't talk about a lot, we don't think about a lot. It comes up when, when people die, we look at their brains and all the CTE with head injuries, this is something different. This is cardiac arrest. Um, just kind of where was your head at Monday? Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was surreal. You knew something was off almost immediately. It was just different from most injuries and then the coverage and everything. And obviously they eventually alluded to it, but just the way the whole thing was handled, you knew it was serious. They showed the images of the other players. and. You know, we're used to seeing injuries during football and even the game stopping and unfortunately having to bring out a stretcher, uh, uh, an ambulance at times, or the cart. Um, but you just knew something was was off with this pretty early on that it was very serious. Uh, yeah, it was just surreal because, I mean, we, we really haven't seen anything like this. So this is the first time in my life uh, that a situation like this occurred. Fortunately, it looks like we're going to get a good outcome. Um, but it was just, uh, it was crazy. And personally, it reminded me of, you know, working with the Seville basketball team last year, we had an incident uh, when we played Duke, and our coach had a heart issue, and he collapsed during the game, and it was incredibly mm-hmm. scary, and he had to be uh, taken to the hospital, and it reminded me of that, and I remember when that moment happened, just like when this happened Monday night, I mean, you, you fear the worst, like, uh, you know, you're feel, fearful that you just saw the worst possible thing you could on, on TV, or in that case last year, in person in the arena when we played Duke, and... Uh, it's, it's obviously very scary, but, but it looks like we're going to get a happy ending, and, that, and that's great. And the thing about football, too, is you know, you're always concerned about the worst-case scenario, but something like that is so rare. And then when it does happen like that, it could be a bit of a, a wake-up call, but it also can show just how um, freaky of a thing that was Monday. And so fortunately, a great job done by everybody around to give him the, the best treatment possible to save his life, and it looks like he's going to be okay. And thank God for that. Um. Yes, amen to that. And now we we turn to what happened because of it, and that is this possibility, and with Kansas City clinching the one last night, a real possibility of a neutral site AFC championship game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the the fairest thing you can do. Um, 
you know, a lot of people were being hard as this was unfolding Monday night on the NFL, taking so long with making a decision on what to do with that game. And as it was unfolding live and, you know, you're texting with people, I understood it just because it was so unprecedented. And you're trying to figure out where do we go from here? Even if you're not going to play that game Monday night, like what's next? Because the impact that that game has on so many things now with the playoff, whether it's going to be the Bengals-Ravens or, uh, you know, Bengals-Bills in the second round or obviously the AFC title game, as you said, with the number one seed. So it has a real domino effect, the cancellation of that game on the rest of the playoff field. I mean, I guess this, this is the fairest thing to do. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, because of, you know, that the playoffs is going to be impacted like this. But when I was talking to someone earlier this week, you know, it was just two years ago that we had to deal with COVID and games are being moved around and there's no fans at some games and fewer fans at others. And your teams are playing on a Tuesday and they're playing on a short week, yada, yada, yada. And yet by the end of the year, when we crowned the Super Bowl champ, we didn't feel like, well, you know, that was, you got to put an asterisk there because it, it was not a normal season. So my point being, we kind of went through this already where things were different than a normal year and we still felt good about the champion. And so I hope it's the same thing this year, that this may not be a normal postseason run, at least in the AFC, but in the end, we're not going to look back and say, well, you know, the only reason this team is here is because of what happened. I feel like we'll still have a, a great playoff and be able to crown a proper champion nonetheless. So one of the byproducts of all this is you start looking for indoor sites that are available. Indy is out. Detroit is out. Minnesota could be hosting an NFC championship game, hypothetically. Yeah, uh, we'll see about that. We'll see about that, but I'm just saying it would make your building unavailable. Yes. And to me, um, um, the way that I look at it, um, it is... The, my feeling on this is that if... If indeed, because these are all outdoor teams we're talking about here, right? And in, in the AFC, there's going to be buildings available. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, um, Cincinnati, if they lose, right? That would be yep. geographically you know, Nashville, if the, if the Titans aren't in it. These buildings that are going to probably be available... Put it outdoors. That, I think, it's is the good, fairest. Good point. About the Super Bowl, right? We, we play championship games outdoors. You, you might as well. Um, I know it's a, a far hike, uh, but, man, I think Las Vegas would be fun just to have the game out there in Las Vegas. And uh, fans would like, I'm sure, a trip there to go see that game. And there's a lot of football fans out there that are just average fans that would go to a game. Uh, it was a pretty lively uh, crowd yesterday. So I know that's a bit of a hike, especially if you're talking about Buffalo having to go cross-country for a big game. But it's indoors. You don't have to worry about the Raiders. Go put them in Las Vegas. That'd be fun to have an AFC title game out there. I, I think that you're going to see an East Coast site come out and get this. That's just my guess. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on the... Uh, the right side of the country, if you will, the, e the eastern part of the country. I don't think they're going to go out west, but uh, they'll have to figure it out. I know people are talking about the Fargo Dome, the uh, college stadium, which would be very intriguing. That'd be interesting and not ideal, but uh, hmm. something. The Fargo Dome in North Dakota. <laughs> yes. For what reason precisely? Uh, just because it is indoors, it's close to some of the other places, people, you know, other stadiums people are talking about. Um, and, uh, 
and it'll be available. But but obviously that's not an NFL stadium. It's much smaller. I, I think the NFL would uh, hate to do something like that because, boy, that would limit the crowd size. Well, then you also end up in, in a situation, and you know this as a Vikings fan, where you have to have replay accessibilities to yeah. the NFL satisfaction. When, when you guys had to play outdoors uh, at the University of Minnesota, I believe they had to make some uh, adjustments to that stadium to make it NFL okayed, correct? Yeah, they had to do a few things. I mean, they had to put, uh, like, heaters underneath the field just for the, the Vikings coming into play. They didn't have that prior. So, yeah, they had to adjust all sorts of things um, to, to, yeah, to reach NFL uh, quality, if you will. Right. So I think the easiest deal here would be to put it in an, in an NFL stadium somewhere. For sure. Um, and proceed from there. Um, we haven't talked about one game yet. No. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on and a lot of moving pieces here. This is the Sunday Sprint. Uh, Mike White has five broken ribs. Uh, the guy was a trooper last week in Seattle. He just didn't have it. I'm not going to talk about the jet angle of things. The Dolphins are down to Skylar Thompson. Uh, for anybody who needs a Dolphins loss, I got no idea. Uh, you know, like... You know, my Miami clinches with a win and a and a Patriot loss. The Patriots win with a winner on Miami and Pittsburgh loss. Pittsburgh wins with a Miami and and you know uh, my, my Miami loss, New England loss. Um, <laughs> it's funny that we sit here kind of and and look at each other like okay now kind of how do we comprehend that and and and, and 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 try to win a football game when sometimes what you're looking at is the scoreboard but if if i'm miami if i'm any team that needs a miami help today you're not getting it from the jets because i have no <laughs> confidence in this offense that's that's the point i was getting to is you're not getting it from the jets um and Really, uh, I don't know what quite to think about a game that has two backups involved in it. Uh, the Jets should win this game on paper. I don't know much about Skylar Thompson, but Joe Flacco, in what could be his last NFL uh, game, this it, it, is so. This is all just really odd when you have third stringers, and in Miami's case, I believe it's a fourth stringer. Going up against each other. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Week 18, adding Week 18 to the NFL season, I don't think the idea was to get uh, the Joe Flacco, Skylar Thompson matchup. Uh, this is what everyone's excited for. I do like Skylar Thompson. I think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. I think he gives the Dolphins a better chance than uh, than, than Bridgewater. Um, but the idea, just the only point I'll make on this game is I really have no idea which way it's going to go. I mean, the Dolphins obviously, as you said, need to win. There's rumors about Mike McDaniel already losing his job, which would be ridiculous and quite the overreaction. Um, but for those, a lot of football fans just think, okay, which team needs it more? That's the team that's going to win. And that's a, a silly thought process. In fact, if you go back, teams that have to win the final game of the season, playing against teams that have nothing to play for, they've gone 29 and, and 13. So, yeah, they do have, they have won the majority of the games, but it's not as uh, obvious as you think. A lot of times those teams 
still lose when they need to win. And so this game to me is a toss-up. Uh, I have no idea which way it's going to go. And just because the Dolphins need the win, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, of course you're going to beat Joe Flacco. Their season's on the line. It doesn't always work that way, especially when you're talking about divisional games like this and the fact that the Dolphins are using their own third-string quarterback. So I have no idea. It's a toss-up. Uh, the Dolphins are desperate. We'll see if they can find a way to win. Um, your Vikings. You're in... Is there a? How do you want to play this game in terms of how long do you keep the starters in, resting, not resting, all that jazz? Yeah, I'd probably the starters maybe like a quarter. Uh, I mean, the chances are that they'd get the, the Vikings would get the two seed. I mean, that would be dependent on the Niners losing to the Cardinals and the Cardinals' fourth string quarterback. I think at this point, David Blau. I mean, it's not happening. So. The Vikings, essentially, you got nothing to gain today by winning. Um, you're locked into the three-seed, essentially. So Kirk Cousins has been hit more than any other quarterback this year. They're a little <laughs> beat up. They're down three offensive linemen now. Uh, their leading sack, uh, sacker on defense, Zadarius Smith's been playing injured. I know he's already. they already announced he's not playing today. So, you know, if you want to give them a quarter just to keep these guys sharp for the playoffs next week, I'm fine with that. But there's no reason to play Kirk Cousins uh, – a lot of these defensive players, uh, to play them very long and risk an injury or just have them get more beat up. Let them take a little time off, be ready to go for the playoffs next week. I don't care if you lose or beat the Bears today, it doesn't matter. Uh, use this as like a preseason game. Well, you can always do what, what Rex Ryan did with the Jets once. Which was? Back in that 9 you know, back when the Jets were actually good, uh, they had yeah. nothing to play for in a final game, and they did a... Uh, Elevated warm-up. Oh. <laughs> you know, just come on, let's just give that little bit more of an edge in warm-up. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I like the idea of going, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want my guys to just go through the motions this week. I would want it to be a normal week, so that's why I said, you know, maybe you go play a quarter just so mentally you have the idea. See, of I just think that's too dangerous. Play. I think that's way too dangerous. I think that when you put them out there for real, and look, freak things happen. But I would just let backups rain on backups, and you're going to win this game by default. Well, we'll see. It, it would be sad, if, even with our backups, if we lost to Nathan Peterman today, but you, you never know the Vikings. <laughs> that is true. Um, how did the Bills handle This is so important. We talk about neutral sites. We talk about coin flips. This is so Important and how do you think the Patriots come out there and play? That's right, the Bills. It's it's the great question. You, you never know. I mean, I'll I'll be Captain Obvious. It, it could always go one of two ways. Either just because of everything they've gone through this week, uh, they're still like emotionally drained, or they come out and the old you know win one for the Gipper. They come out fired up. I do think it helps that we have gotten positive news. Yes, Hamlin. Right, if it was still uncertain and he was still uh, maybe in that uh, medically induced coma that he seemed to have been put in, and then you have to go play a game with that on your mind. That's very different than FaceTiming with him the past 48 hours, uh, seeing him improve. You know, you can feel better about the situation. So I guess in that sense, maybe you expect them to come out, you know, fired up and, and try to win one for their teammate. They'll be rested. They hardly played Monday night. It's almost like coming off a bye week. Uh, but it you is just true. Don't know which way teams are going to go. Uh, and I will say this, though. If you go back, it's really been a baseball thing, and maybe it's just a coincidence. But when you go back and you look, um, 
a lot of times, and it's more about like a tragedy uh, for the city, it usually it helps the team out. Like, you know, the Red Sox won the yeah. World Series the year of the Boston bombing. The Astros won the World Series the year of, uh, they had what, that uh, hurricane or whatever come through Houston. Um, uh, you go back and you look, like even the Yankees making it to the World Series after September 11th. Uh, there's always these incidents of where something bad happens in a city and the team rallies around it. This is a little bit different, but maybe this will be that rallying cry for the Bills, like, hey, let's go out there and win the Super Bowl this year for Hamlin and fire them up even more. So I don't, I'm very intrigued to see how they come out and play today. I guess the, the thought should be that they'll they'll come out inspired uh, for their teammate, but but you just never know how a team you know responds to something like that. Against a Patriots team that's not in the playoffs yet. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, they, they have something to play for. They're going to come out there and try to win, obviously. So um, I don't think it's going to be easy. I know the Bills are favored by 8.5. I think it may be closer than that, but uh, maybe the Bills just come out wild and, and run away with it and, and play fired up football for their teammates. This is going to be fascinating to see, and a lot of the country will get this game at one on CBS or Red Zone. Um, uh, what else do we need to hit here uh, besides Sunday Night Football? There's another game uh, here. Help me out. Um, is it the Pittsburgh game? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. They're not in. Cleveland is starting who at this point? It's, it, it's still Deshaun Watson. Who a lot of people yeah. think should not be in there, right? <laughs> yeah, for other reasons, yeah. Right, and I just feel like, is this Deshaun Watson's last NFL game? Uh, I don't think so, just because of the commitment Cleveland made. But, man, he has not looked good, and it was to be expected, I guess, because he missed two years. Uh, but it's almost like uh, poetic justice for all the detractors to see him go out there. And he really hasn't played well, so... Um, I think this game's going to be ugly, low scoring. The Steelers don't score a lot of points. Both these teams score like 15 points a game. So uh, we'll see how the shot does, and then he'll have a full offseason. But uh, these are two ugly offenses, and I think it'll be a close, low scoring, boring, typical AFC North outdoors in the cold type of game. Do you feel the same way about uh, Ravens Bengals, which could come down to a coin flip as to the site of that game? Yeah, and in the you want to talk about if a team is going to be inspired. I think the Bengals will. They were ticked off about this whole process yeah. and vocal about it. Um, you know, if you win today, you take care of business. You don't have to worry about it. And you're at home, and the, the Ravens are starting their third-string quarterback. Uh, so I think the Bengals, I think you're going to get an inspired effort out of them. They're going to come out and almost take that frustration out on Baltimore and, and try to bury them at home with the way the uh, Bengals have been playing. That's the team more so than even uh, Buffalo. That's the team also that I think could... could could come out inspired from all this. Um, and then finally, uh, we flip over to, or let's not flip over to the NFC. Let's just stick with Sunday Night Football for a second. Uh, Packers, Lions, where do you want to see this go? I mean, who do you want to see against that last wild card team? It's a team in your Vikings that could face them. At some point. Yeah, I'm very, very conflicted. Um, <laughs> I hate the Packers. I don't want to see the Packers go on this winning streak and go into the playoffs. But I will say this. The way playoffs currently shape out, I'll try to make this as simple as possible. If the Vikings win and advance, they'd have to go to San Francisco in the second round, which was going to be a loss. The only way you avoid the Niners is that the Niners lose in the first round. And the Niners are going to play the final team in. 
So who would I think has the best chance to beat the Niners? We're looking at either the Seahawks, the Lions, or the Packers. Out of those three teams, I think the only team that has a real chance to go to San Francisco and win would be the Packers because they still have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. With all that said, I guess I have to root for Green Bay tonight to go into the playoffs and try to knock off the Niners to make the Vikings path a little bit easier. I agree. In the NFC, but it's so hard to root for them. And I'm going to hate doing it tonight, but, but I guess I have to pull for Green Bay this evening. So that muddied mess, uh, it's so, I think our, our thoughts being with DeMar Hamlin and then this and the bizarreness that is the AFC North and the bizarreness that is, I'm sorry, uh, sorry the, the AFC playoff picture and then the way that this is going to work out with the inequities of 17 versus 18, I hope folks out there understand that Luke and I are trying to walk through muddy waters here that are not easy to get to the other side um, on in terms of... A lot going on to wrap up the year. Yes. So with all that being said, I I think we're at the end of our radio program. Aww. And uh, there are certainly some games to watch. The Century Tournament of Champions uh, final round during 4 p.m. Eastern on NBC... Moves the Golf Channel at 6 p.m. Final hour, 7 to 8 p.m. will be sponsored by the Callaway Paradigm Driver. Sorry, the new Callaway, the new Paradigm Woods and Irons from Callaway. Read that script five times fast. God, Texans, Colts, Bucks, Falcons, Jets. Anytime the Jets are on offense, I mean, I don't want them playing sauce today. Seriously. Seriously. Like, I don't want sauce playing. Cardinals, 49ers, Panthers, Saints. There's just a bunch of duds out there today. Yeah, there is. If I had to pinpoint one, I'd say Chargers, Broncos. The Chargers are expected to sit their guys, and the Broncos are probably the most boring team to watch in the league. So uh, a lot of the other games, there's one reason or another that, okay, maybe that piques my interest. Chargers, Broncos, I have no interest in that game whatsoever. I'll give you a little tidbit on that game. Yeah, please. Broncos resodded their field. Did, did you see the uh, sod story? Sod oh. story? They completely, after all the issues they've had with their field this year, they sodded it, spent $400,000, this new ownership group, just for today's game. Well, now I am intrigued. And it's a basically to say, A, we care and give a shit, and B... It's an audition for free agents of A, look what we'll do, and B, here's a better playing surface. Still grass. Interesting. Yeah, especially uh, maybe it's a pitch to Sean Payton, too. <laughs> hey, we're invested. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, all right, your game of the day. It's got to be Sunday Night Football. Even if the Lions are eliminated by the kickoff, which they can be, you know Dan Campbell will want to play spoiler. Uh, I think that'll be a fun game tonight. No, 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 no. It's Pat's Bills. Oh, that's, well, that's fair. I don't care about the NFC North. <laughs> yeah. You have personal interests. It's true. <laughs> Your sleeper game. Jeez. Uh, uh, good question. Um, Games will will sleep during. <laughs> yeah, right. 
man, I don't know. I mean, we talked about y'all. You know what? I'll tell you. We haven't mentioned it. Rams, Seahawks. I think the Rams could win that game and eliminate the Seahawks uh, before uh, the Sunday night kickoff. Uh, so I'll say Rams, Seahawks. Which would make, if the Rams win that game, would make Sunday night football win and you're in, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, which is what NBC wants. Um, there's one for you. Um, Bucks Falcons. Oh. How good? Because if you if you look at it here, and this is why I'm mentioning this uh, random game. I believe that. Why is my screen not refreshing? The Bucks are in the playoffs, correct? Yep. Um, I think the, the Bucks could still win that game. Yeah. I, I think this is going to get. I think that, I think this could be one of these quirky quirks, where we look back way at the end of, the, of time and be like, "How did they win that game? That team with that lineup, and beat that opponent." That day, I think the Falcons are just that bad at that at, at the moment. Yeah, we'll see how much Tom Brady we get uh, today on that one. That should be similar to uh, the Vikings. Just yank them. Yeah, agreed. And the Giants aren't even starting Daniel Jones, so yeah, you know, just yank them, yank them, yank them. Um, all right, uh, that leaves us with the person or player to watch today. I, I got one this week. I don't need extra time to stall. Lovey Smith, uh, because the Texans and the Bears are battling for the number one pick today. The Bears already decided they're sitting Justin Fields. I'm curious to see how the Texans play this. Remember, Lovey Smith was the head coach in Tampa when they tanked for Jameis Winston, and it came down to the final game of the season, and the Buccaneers were winning at halftime against the Saints, and Lovey pulled all his starters to the second half. The Bucks lost. They got the number one pick. I'm curious to see today, as the Texans play the Colts, if things get interesting, does Houston, you know, same idea, uh, throw in the towel and intentionally lose that game to make sure they get the number one pick. That is so good that I'm not even going to give mine. Mine was DeMar Hamlin related. Um, yeah, of course. So that's better than that. Luke, let's hope for a better, happier week and a more consistent show next week. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, and thank you all for listening to this Sunday Sprint for Week 18.